Hello, and thanks for checking in at Calamo. In this week, we're, we're talking about journeys. You know, the, the journeys that we go through life, you know, and, and then how we grow and how we change on those journeys. And so this week, I'm really excited to share the special journey that I've been on as, as I approach retiring it as the pastor at Calamo Church. And I hope and pray that this story might be interesting and helpful for you. And so our opening question is, where is your journey headed? And I know that we all are on some journey of some kind. And I'm not talking about a trip to the store or the grocery or the lake, but one of those important journeys that shape our lives. You know, like, and sometimes they're planned. They're planned, like attending school or some form of training or, or, or certain moves in our career, we can plan those. And we, to an extent, we can plan getting married or, or uh, plan starting a, raising kids or raising a family. But then other parts of our journey seem to be shaped by events in our life. You know, events which knock us off track, and, and it, but they're also those events that help us grow in character and strength to be able to maintain a positive, healthy direction in our life in spite of those uh, events which knock us off. And so, like I say, our opening question this morning is, where's your journey headed? Now, there's some interesting insights that we can gain from looking at the, the journeys of our own lives. Like I say, sometimes we can plan our the, the events to some extent, such as education or career, getting married. Sometimes you can plan that. And sometimes starting a family. But other times we're just reacting, right? We have a goal. We, we kind of have an idea where we're going, but boof, we get knocked off that goal and then we have to struggle to get back on track. You know, it's like some of these athletes that they have some debilitating injury and the doctor says, you'll never walk again. And then they work like the, the Dickens and, 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 and sooner or later they can actually run. Um, but anyway, the Apostle, Apostle Paul says this in Romans chapter 5. But we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. And then James, the brother of Jesus, says it this way in James chapter 1, My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, Consider it nothing but joy, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Let endurance have its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. So, between these two passages, we hear this strong message that as we face life challenges, we grow in strength, and we grow in hope, and we grow in character. Well, one of the challenges of our journey through life is, is dealing with change. Because for us to grow, we need to change. We need to be different than we were, right? Um, but change usually hurts or it's uncomfortable. And so we like to avoid that. But change is an essential part of growth. So I'd like to share a, co a couple of my experiences in my early life that might, might uh, illustrate uh, that insight. Now, when I was a co-op student at Oldsmobile, I had the opportunity to work with experienced engineers. And, and I noticed there were a few of the older ones that just pretty well much laid back and they only did a minimal amount of work and then only the simple work at that. 
And as near as I could figure out, the only reason they kept their jobs was the combination of their age and the grace of the company. Um, but whenever a project came up that required an engineer with some ability, with some effort, somebody that's willing to kind of dig into it, those few individuals were never interested or even capable to do that work. They had not continued to grow and to be relevant to be able to do the work for which they were hired. I thought about this as, as, a, as a little bit, well, several years later. When I moved back to Michigan in uh, 99 to work for a material handling automation company in uh, Grand Rapids, I was hired into a controls engineering department. Um, now, I, know, I knew controls engineering, but I didn't know material handling automation. And I was turning 47 at the time, which looking back is young, but uh, at the time it wasn't so young. Well, my fellow engineers, my colleagues were all late 20s, early 30s, right? Fresh out of college with all that recent up-to-date technology training. Well, I had a choice. I could float along and kind of get along, or I could reinvent myself. I could learn how to compete with the, I called them kids, sorry, I did. Um, but not so much to outdo them, but rather to be a fully functional colleague with them. In other words, we're on a project, everybody you know, likes to hold their own, their, hold their, their own side of the, the, the stick, so to speak. Well, not only was I fully capable as an engineer, but I grew to be a principal engineer in that department. So I'm not bragging about this, it's not an exceptional story, but what it does illustrate is what we need to do in our lives and what our church needs to do, that we need to constantly reinvent ourselves so that we can be the top of our game in today's world, whatever that might be, so that we can be on top of things in today's culture. So as I'm approaching retirement as pastor here at Calamo, I'd like to share some details of my journey. And maybe there's some insights we can gain out of that. Because there was growth, there was change, it was uncomfortable at times, and there was some pain, but there was joy. There was joy beyond belief. So, I am by profession and temperament an engineer. My dad called me an engineer ever since I was a little squirt. And it's true, and it's true. After I graduated from college as an engineer, my journey seemed to have some direction, right? Now, kind of like as a side note, engineering is not exactly what people think of as pre-pastoring, right? That's, that's, not, that's not, not the ideal preparation for being a pastor, you know? Um, so this was kind of like a, kind of part of my story. Well, as we go along, you know, some people as they come to Jesus or they grow in religion or grow in faith, however you want to describe it, some people have this sharply defined moment when they believe in Jesus. Some people say, when were you born again? Um, the Apostle Paul was a very dramatic story. He was persecuting Christians. He was on the road to Damascus and Jesus kind of hit him on the head with a two by four and basically converted him. So he had that dramatic uh, uh, transformation moment. Um, and so many people have an experience like that. But my story, my story is much more boring than that. I was raised in the Lutheran Church. I was a regular attender. Maybe not so much in my college years, but then I, I went back, so I was 
were always a, a church attender. And then when Sandy and I moved back to Michigan, we joined the Methodist Church that was next to our farm. You know, again, what I, what I experienced was slow growth, gradual growth and leadership positions in the church. But along with that growth was a slow growth in my love and my trust in Jesus. Along the way, I, I had the opportunity to fill in in the pulpit when the pastor might be gone uh, on that particular Sunday, so I'd be able to preach that Sunday or two. And I can tell you that's not a comfortable feeling. But when you have a position of responsibility, that does involve growth. And sooner or later, there's some pain, whether it be around dealing with passionate people who see the world differently, but there's still, there's growth, right? So standing in front of a group of people to share the good news is doing God's work. And you think, well, God to make that easy. Well, it's pretty uncomfortable at first. And anybody, if you talk to anybody that kind of fills in from time to time uh, preaching or leading worship, they say, it's pretty uncomfortable because you feel like the eyes of the world are upon you. But with that pain and that discomfort comes growth. And that growth brings strength and character. And I'd like to add one more thing, that, it, that through all of that, there's more. As we serve in God's kingdom, we grow in our love of Jesus. We see how incredibly loving our Savior is, how incredibly wise he is. And then we, we, we gradually go to savoring hearing about his grace, his stories. We grow in our desire to dig deeper into his words his words of life. But continuing on my story. So, as I go along in my story, first I was assigned as the pastor of Quimby United Methodist. And then a couple years later, I was appointed here at Calamo. Now, not to dissuade anyone from wanting to go into the ministry, being a pastor is not like any other job I've ever heard of. The incredible highs, they're, they're absolutely, well, they're out of this world actually. And then the lows, you know, standing in front of people and bearing your heart, growing in your own life while encouraging others to grow in theirs, encouraging the church, that is the group of people, to grow and to change so that we can be relevant to our community, so that we can be the hands, the feet, and the face of Jesus to those around us. And so when we go through the challenges of life, Sometimes we just don't realize how much we've accomplished or how far we've gone. And so I'd like to share some of my observations on how far I've grown. But before I do, I wanna make sure I'm not making any grand claims for being good at anything or better than anybody else or anything else. Only thing I'm gonna say is I, better than I, was, I am better than I was, right? I have changed. I have changed in the area of patience, understanding and dealing with people it it's 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 a mystery how to you know figure out how to relate with everybody on their terms on their not their level but where they are so that you can have a constructive conversation you know one way to say that is my my wife put a bumper sticker on her car and i talked to her to get me one it says just be nice right well, being a Christian, there's more than just being nice, but it, it does kind of start there, right? Well, one of the ways I've changed is openly talking about Jesus. Being an engineer and an introvert, 
you know, and I don't like talking about my feelings. I still don't like talking about my feelings much, but I've learned to talk more about my feelings, like as in this video. You know, so openly talking about Jesus, not, not telling people, but sharing how Jesus is active in my heart, how he has moved me along my journey. Um, speaking in front of a group of people, speaking in a casual environment, uh, sharing my feelings. Yes, I'd be happy not to share my feelings, but you know, that's the only way to truly share the love of Jesus with somebody is say, here's how I feel Jesus' love. Um, how about going door to door? You know, sometimes we have an event going on and we go door to door and hand out these little cards trying to encourage people to come. Um, it's, you know, people look at you pretty suspiciously when you come in that, when you come up to their door. Or how about greeting new people? You, you see somebody you never met before, just going up to them and saying, hi, how, how, can, I, how can I help you? Um, that kind of thing. Through all of this, I've become convinced that our world needs Jesus. When we look at the world, not only our own country, but all over the world, just think about how if we were to use the teachings of Jesus, um, love your neighbor as yourself, care for your neighbor, um, love God, follow my commandments. You know, there, whether there's 10 of them or this, I, I like to think of the three, you know, love God with all your heart, mind and soul, love your neighbor as yourself and share the good news that Jesus loves us all and there's no need to fight, there's no need to carry on like what's going on. Rather than talking somebody down, how about we reach out a hand and talk to them? Our world needs Jesus and I'm convinced of that. And one thing that I've learned in my time as, as pastor, well here in, in Quimby, is get her done. There's things that gotta be done that you just really don't feel like doing and I and there's things I really feel, don't feel like doing but you know what God calls us and we 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 need to do our best to do what we can because he went to the cross for us and I do believe that so in summary I have to admit that I am changed if you talk to my wife Sandy she'll say yeah he's changed sure I'm a lot older but my heart has changed. I wanna try, I wanna, wanna strive to lead the kind of life that Jesus teaches us. Yes, I, I fall short, I admit. And yes, sometimes I turn away from what I should do, but those are my weaknesses and I pray because my heart's on Jesus and I wanna talk to him. I wanna pray several times a day thanking him for his understanding, his patience, and his love, asking him for forgiveness for my shortcomings, and then asking for the strength to do the right thing. Through all of this change, our message has not changed. It is the same. God is the same today as he was 2,000 years ago or will be in 2,000 years. Jesus is our Lord and Savior and our best friend. He did go to the cross. He does want to be in an intimate relationship with each one of us. But the people around us have changed, right? The clothing, their habits, hobbies, attitudes. And so everything around us has changed. The people that we need to relate to have changed. And so over the past few years, we've made some pretty big changes here at Calmo Church. <clears throat> some of these changes have been uncomfortable. Some were painful, 
And it's not the way it used to be 20, 30, 40 some odd years ago, right? It's not the way we were raised as an older generation, but neither are the people around us. Our community has gone through great changes as has the rest of the country. And so we need to continue to change, to reinvent ourselves, to be able to relate to those around us, a different generation and different kinds of people, whether it be the tattoos and the, and the brightly colored hair or piercings or, or whatever their differences are, whether they be struggling with addictions or loneliness or broken relationships, our message is still the same. Jesus loves them and loves us. And we are to be the hands and the feet in the face of Jesus, helping those around us. And to do that, we need to go beyond these four walls and reach out our hands, hands of friendship and help, hands of care and concern, teaching about the love of Jesus Christ and that eternal life that we all have through Jesus Christ. So here's a piece of wisdom from Solomon, who is repeated to be the wisest man that ever lived. And this comes from Proverbs chapter 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. You know, we might not be sure exactly where our journey will end up, but we can trust Jesus to be there with us, to help us grow, giving us strength and reassurance, and making our paths straight. And so my closing discussion, are you ready and able to grow into your journey with Jesus? So here's my challenge for you. This is my last prayer challenge, if you will, as pastor of Calmo Church. So here's my challenge for you. Continue to spend that five minutes each day. And yeah, you gotta push the world away but reflect on your life, the journeys that you've made and how much you've grown. And then talk with God. Ask Him to help you to continue to live and grow into your journey with Jesus. Praise be to Jesus. I hope that you found this message to be helpful. Think about your journeys. Maybe they're like mine. Maybe they're radically, completely different. Put a comment in the chat box. I'd love to hear about your journeys. If you'd like more information or if you have questions about Jesus or questions about your journey or growth, please reach out. You know, you can put a comment in the chat box on this post. You can call or text me at 517-588-8415. Or you can always use the Calmo Online Connection card at calmochurch.org forward slash connect dash with dash Calmo. And let us know what you think. And now, would you please pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your message of good news for us. And Lord, we pray that you continue to help us grow into the people you want us to be. And Lord, we pray that you do reveal the Holy Companion in each one of our hearts, that you do transform my words so that we hear your words, your message for each one of us. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. I'm your neighbor, Jerry. Pastor at Calmo Church for the last message. One last Sunday. This is it. Have a great day. Have a great week. And bye for now.